Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Been another massive day of news and massive day of footy, which is good to have something on the field to talk about. We'll talk about both on and off field with Sammy Edmund, who's about to join us, and then Lost in the Watch still to come. So anything we should have got to today but haven't got to yet, don't forget you can jump on the line for Lost in the Wash. A little bit later on this hour, still a bit to come. Sammy Edmund has been good enough to join us, SEN Chief Reporter. He's been out and about. He's been at Icon Park. He's been following the Taron Thomas and Angus Brayshaw stories. I, well, firstly, welcome to you, Sammy. Great to have you on. Thanks for jumping back on. You've been busy. Dwayne, great to be here. You're right. There's been some heavy material of late, hasn't there? I'll tell you what, opening round, as it's uh, known, can't start quick enough. But uh, there's, been, <laughs> there's been plenty happening off the field. So is this a guess by me, and I'm incorrect? It seems like a few journos, maybe even including you, knew of the Angus Brayshaw retirement announcement being imminent, but what held off on the story to allow him to break it to teammates, or or is that not right? No, that's correct. Yeah, this has been bubbling away for a couple of days now, Angus Brayshaw. Uh, we knew he was going to front his teammates at around 11 o'clock uh, this morning, and I, I can't speak for everyone on this matter, Dwayne, but I think we're largely all aligned that we felt collectively that uh, he should be able to obviously tell uh, his teammates. And then uh, once he had done that, then um, it could be reported. But uh, a, a great shame. I guess what we weren't privy to with the exact details behind the decision that, that leads, you know, one of uh, Melbourne's best players to retire when in any other time, Dwayne, he would be in the absolute peak of his career. So we've got a 28-year-old quitting the game. I think when you just boil it down to that in simple terms, uh, it's a great, great shame and a, a great, great concern for the game that we all love. We know his concussion history in his decade at Melbourne. It was extensive. He's been wearing a helmet for a long time since the 2016-2017 period where he was hit with something like four concussions in, in half a year. Missed half of 2016, nearly all of 2017. Now, he'd undergone brain scans and consulted neurologists over the summer just gone. And he wanted to continue his career. That was always the aim. And he was said to be trending in the right direction. Now, he was cleared as per that neuropsychological testing, Dwayne, to take part in controlled training at Melbourne. But a recent checkup scan stopped that in its tracks because uh, that scan revealed microscopic changes to the brain. What a concerning uh, set of words is that to share with you. And it has developed further since the concussion. So that's why he used the term devastated in his statement today, Angus Brayshaw, because uh, unfortunately for him, the decision in many ways, Dwayne, was, was taken out of his hands. Yeah, so Dr. Peter Larkins was on with me earlier on and he 
did give us uh, a medical opinion on the latest scans impacting that decision. My understanding, Dwayne, is there's been a recent change in his brain scan um, activity. Um, so he has multiple scans, as you might imagine, over the course of his at least six documented AFL concussions, let alone any junior ones. And so the ability to see brain changes has not always been there. But with, the, as I said, the more sophisticated MRI scanning and functional testing of the brain, um, I believe that the since the... Um, September incident, there has been a worsening or a development of changes that weren't there prior to the September 23 episode. So that sort of would have been a, a very big factor in the decision-making process that he would have been part of with his medical team and his family. It's called shared decision-making. So the doc, Sam, used the word the September incident. So my question to you is, there's a number of players that have been forced to retire and you know can read out a long list, but I mentioned Paul Seisman, Daniel Venables, Paddy McCartan, Angus Brayshaw. Um, but not all have ended with a controversial incident like Angus Brayshaw's last incident. Is there a worry that, that that could be something that happens in the future? A controversial incident causes the end, uh, in the end, for a long line of concussions for a player who elects to continue playing? Well, I suppose, Wayne, you know, when you've got guys with extensive concussion history, and, and unfortunately at Collingwood, Nathan Murphy's another one who's wrestling with his own footy mortality, I suppose, at the moment. He's, there's always going to be a final incident of sorts. Now, you're right. This one was an extremely controversial one. The collision with Braden Maynard at the MCG that ended his season, obviously, would be the last time he plays a game of football. Now, we, we can't legislate on absolutely everything, can we? But we can legislate on obvious loopholes, which the AFL sought to do and did do in the wake of, uh, of this particular incident. So uh, we know the heightened awareness now around uh, attempted smothers. Now, that, that, that incident might be so freakish, Dwayne, that it, that it never happens again. I can't recall anything else like it that, I, that I've seen in the game anyway. But you've got to close the loophole when it's there. So I think the AFL did that. Um, I think it's probably as, as, as simple as that, to be honest. I'm not sure if you see it any differently. No, happy to leave it there. I mean, Taron Thomas obviously has been in the news as well. We've got to get to that. It's been reported in, in various publications now, the same amount of weeks suspension as Tom Morris reported, So, and you yeah. reported, I think, as well. Um, yeah. Is it going to be 18 weeks? It is going to be 18 weeks, and thankfully, Dwayne, right. we'll all be put out of our misery because the AFL <laughs> will very soon, certainly within the next couple of hours, announce the full scope of this 18-match section level at Taron Thomas, which you're right, was first reported by Tom Morris. Today uh, confirmed or reconfirmed uh, by the age that will wipe uh, Taron Thomas out for four and a half months or thereabouts. So it's a suspension that obviously puts his, uh, well, certainly his kangaroo's career in, in jeopardy, if not kills it completely, and in his wider AFL career in extreme, extreme jeopardy as well. The investigation that led to him um, being accused and found guilty of behaving inappropriately towards a woman. We know he fronted the integrity unit uh, back on January 29. Um, so, look, he would have, his lawyers and he would have fought the length of that ban, of course, in the end. The AFL Commission has ratified it. Uh, it'll be 18 matches. And it'll be interesting to see what other details and layers of that sanction the AFL come out with this afternoon. Anything more from the injury report on the Cats and the Blues? Anything more to come from that game other than Cam Guthrie probably being the headline one? Yeah, so July 1, in case you missed it, 10, 13, 73 to 8, uh, 856. Carlton open with the first couple and then the Cats keep the next five and then pretty much goal for goal after that. But it was in the opening seconds of the game, Dwayne. In fact, the first kick of the game, the Cam Guthrie, who missed so much of last year, just the uh, half a dozen games, 
a simple kick uh, on the wing, Dwayne, to a leading target. It would have been a 30-metre stab pass, and he's done his quad, it appears. Now, it's been described mm. by the Cats as a precautionary quad. That's a new one. It's a precautionary quad. I tell you what, it didn't look good live at all. He collapsed to the ground straight away in pain, looked in immediate trouble, taken down the rooms who didn't see him again. So the scans will reveal more. Hopefully it's you know a matter of weeks out of the game and, and nothing more. Some of the other things that caught the eye here, Max Homestaff back looked really good. Jeremy Cameron playing forward, obviously, Dwayne. But as we saw at stages last year, but I reckon more noticeable today, really went deep into defence and was happy to stay there as well, even when the ball moved forward. His field kicking is so good. Clearly, they want to maximise that again. Ollie Dempsey, a spectacular second-quarter hanger. Bit of uh, deja vu for Blues fans with Harry Mackay. He missed at one station 15 metres out. Uh, horrible shank. Another one didn't make the distance, I think, from 35 with an attempted snap. But Shannon Neal, I'm not sure how closely you followed him. Yeah. Really caught the yeah, eye. Yeah, he, he had an ankle. He, he was looking good this time last year and hit the fence, rolled his ankle into the gutter. I was at, I was at that game, an internal trial, and there was big raps, and he, I saw the kid come off the field. It was one of those things where he was just so disappointed. He'd done a hard pre-season, and he had himself ripe to go. So, yeah, sounds like a year on, he's had a good day. He's a big unit. He throws his weight around, and geez, he gives it a good hoof as well. He was uh, he had the bright boots, and he didn't need those to catch the eye. Uh, Gary Rowan, the only noticeable absence, obviously the Blues had several out. Now, just on the other side of the ground where we were watching this game play, now the Blues will have their AGM here tonight. Now, Notable for the fact that Luke Sayers, the chairman, will be seeking an extension of his term of office. So we'll find out tonight whether that has uh, passed the sniff test with the Carlton membership. It's in line, of course, with the club's constitution. He's done his 12-year service by the end of this year. So regardless of what happens, he's uh, the president this year, Luke Sayers. He's looking to go into 2025. So they will learn that tonight. Brian Cook, obviously, the CEO, already committed through to the end of 2025 as, as CEO, alongside him, potentially. And Swans v GWS, any injury or news news from there? No, I saw that Swans slow start, wasn't it? But they overwon the Giants mm. at the end uh, at Tramway Oval, 26 points. Ended up uh, getting that lead out to 40 at one particular stage. Brody Grundy caught the eye. Logan McDonald kicked four as well. Aaron Cadman, nice to see him kick uh, four goals at the other end uh, for the Giants. So uh, Grundy looked good. James Jordan had a run around as well. And a pretty strong side there for, for Sydney. That Heaney running around, Blakey. Errol Gordon as well. So um, a bit to light there. And then we've got the Q clash later on, Dwayne, between yes. Brisbane and Gold Coast just after five. And you've got to go home. You're in the bad books at home, I hear. Yeah, well, look, we extended the kids' bedtime uh, last night, uh, Dwayne. <laughs> and as Gary and Tim uh, referenced her, Mrs. Marshall, not overly thrilled with that, to be honest, and less thrilled when uh, the Aussies needed 32 off, uh, off uh, an over and a half. But uh, enter Tim David to somewhat save face for me, uh, at least... The kids were rewarded. However, uh, one of them this morning, Dwayne, might have woken up with a bit of a sniffle and a cough. And uh, I dare say my decision might come back to haunt me once I get home later on. <laughs> uh, you'll sort it out, Sammy. Uh, hopefully you're still on the program tomorrow because I need you. Are you joining me at the Witten Oval tomorrow? Well, I've got the uh, the captain's run tomorrow, Dwayne. So well, you uh, have. I'm up, about, I'm up and about early. and I won't have as much fun as you tomorrow, unfortunately. I'll tell you what, how'd you like to, could I ask a request of you, Sammy, before you go? For sure. I hear you're hosting breakfast in a couple of weeks. Can I join you? I'm I'm not required on the for Dwayne's board that day because the cricket's on. Could I come in early and maybe do a breakfast show with you instead just to because I don't want to be off air for a day. Oh, you're more than welcome as far as I'm concerned, Dwayne. I mean you are asking me questions that go slightly above my pay grade. Uh, I'm not sure if you're confusing me with management, but uh 
Uh, look, you have my support, uh, of course. I'd love to work with you. I, I still have fond memories of that time down in Lawn. Does this mean mm, you'll get in yep. extra early and pound the pavement with those big, uh, that big headset you've got on there? What music were you playing then, by the way? Oh, I'm not sure what I was going with. Probably a bit of Neil Young. But, um, yeah, I'll lock, lock me in for the 11th of March, the Monday, and I'll bring a jacket just in case you get cold like you did down the lawn. No, I'll look after you. <laughs> Good man. Thank you, Dwayne. Sammy Evan joining us, SEN Chief Reporter.